0: Happy Wednesday, bosses. You are listening to PBN Style, the number one podcast for think ups, startups, and skill ups who want to use authentic marketing to attract, engage, and convert the right people. Now, I am about to reintroduce a podcast interview that I did with Miss Liz Roberts. Now, she is phenomenal when it comes to business credit, and this podcast proves it. Now, the reason that I'm popping on as a repost is because we are in the middle of October and it is Women's Small Business Month and we are doing fantastic things inside my Facebook group BTP Boss Talk. Now, for those of you who don't know, that is B, the brand, and it is Boss Talk and how you do that with authenticity. And so today I am reposting this interview that I had with Liz Roberts, but I am also going to be giving a little bit of commentary throughout the podcast to really emphasize some of the points that she's making, because tonight Inside our Facebook group, we will be speaking with Liz live. Now, don't worry if you are listening to this podcast after the fact, I've got some great stuff coming where you'll be able to see the uh, the masterclass that she's going to be giving inside the group at some other point. So just stay tuned for that. If you are not a loyal follower already of me on Instagram, make sure you find me at AFPatrick because all the information about new things coming will be promoted there as well as just join the facebook group why don't you check out the facebook group btb boss talk go up in the search type in btb boss talk it'll pop right up and request to join and there you will not miss anything happening over here at pb and style at myandreapatrick.com or something new we've got coming in the new year so strap up and let's get started with today's podcast Now, Liz is the owner of Lease Funders, and we'll get into what all of that means here in a bit, but suffice it to say, if you have a small business or a business at all, and you are looking to gain business credit, this is probably the podcast you need to be listening to. So hang tight.
1: Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination.
0: Enjoy today's dish. All right. Hello, Miss Liz. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. All right. Before we get started, I want to tell everyone a little bit about who you are uh, so that they know that we're dealing with the real deal. Holy Phil up in this camp. All right. (laughs) All right, guys. Liz is a serial entrepreneur. She's been in business online for 20 years. Now, she started her online business as a financing consultant, specializing in startup business and financing. Now, she grew her business and soon realized that she couldn't do it all by herself. So she started outsourcing to the Philippines. Guys, this is interesting because she grew her team large enough to start helping marketers like fabian Lim, hello and russell brunson one of my favorites for sure um and what is what's interesting about that is that she worked with fabian in singapore and malaysia to actually teach people about outsourcing to the philippines and so I want to just dive right in. I mean, I could go on and on, I'm, I'm looking at her bio and she is just a wealth of knowledge and information. And so I could honestly go on and on in this podcast interview about Liz and her, credit, her credentials and all that she does, especially when it comes to the outsourcing piece and in our original podcast interview, which you can find over at andreapatrick.com forward slash podcast. But I will link that original podcast interview in the show notes below. But she does go into a little bit more detail about her experience with outsourcing and some of the very famous people that she knows and has worked for in regards to handling some of their, um, their uh, information with those on her team. So make sure you listen to that. But because she's going to be talking with us um, more inside the Facebook group on business credit, kind of wanted to push on and get her to tell us a little bit about that. Now, listen very closely to this question that I'm going to ask, because if you're anything like me, you will relate exactly to what I'm talking about. So listen very carefully to her answer, because it could definitely help you in your business right now. When you've been in business for a minute and you are um, like, there is this point, Liz, I found, and I know you'll be familiar with it too, where it's like, You don't really have enough money to pay the people, but you have just enough work where your bandwidth is being extremely stretched and you're kind of tinkering on, do I need to, is this when I get the loan to kind of expand or do I need to, what, how do I know? So how do you know when it's time to start soliciting funding for your business?
1: Well, I I tell people this, um, and this is why we started doing a lot of business credit um, seminars and Mm -hmm. workshops, right? Because you need to dig your well before you're thirsty, right? Oh,
0: dig your well before you're thirsty. Yes.
1: Yes. Because every time I run into a business, last year, I ran into this lady and she had the opportunity of a lifetime. She had a national restaurant chain in interested in carrying one of her products, and two huge big box outlets wanting to carry her, um, some of her desserts, and she needed $10,000, right? But unfortunately, earlier that year, she had done something that all entrepreneurs do. She had had a big order from a, um, a company out in Canada, and they defaulted on her. And she had used all her credit to do that, oh. to to do the whole thing. So all of a sudden, she didn't have, she had terrible credit, you know, with a lot of outstanding because she had put the products, the material to make the products onto her credit and couldn't pay it. Then she didn't have any new business coming in, right? She had so, was so focused on them. So for lack of $10,000, she had to pass on, you mm-hmm. know, You know, and if she had come to me just six months ahead of time and we had started building her business credit, she would have had unsecured lines of credit to do this with no problem. So I tell people, don't wait to that point where you are like desperately looking. Right. right? Get it in place beforehand because it's not like you're paying on it when when you're not using it, right?
0: Wow. Right. So. This person that she just told us about in the podcast missed out on an opportunity because she had not built her business credit and Liz was right, you know, in that it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it, especially in the circumstances that she just mentioned in the podcast. So I want you to listen to this next part of the podcast because she's going to go into a little bit more detail about what it would look like when you first start your business and why it's so important for you to start building your business credit ASAP and why you shouldn't necessarily be looking at using your personal credit.
1: Yep, because I tell anybody that like um, we get a lot of startups and I'm like, as soon as you open your doors, why aren't you starting to build your business credit? You know, if you have good personal credit, you'll find that it's a lot easier to build your business credit. But mm-hmm. if you have anything below a 680, then you're going to find that they're always going to want personal guarantees mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a little bit difficult. And I mean, like, why not build up your business credit so that you give your business that line of credit of $25,000? What could your business do with that $25,000? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So should it be, do you think then it, that like, if you start a business, is this something that you sh- it should just be standard practice to like, just like really seek out, first of all, like before you can really know what you need to do, you've got to start seeking out the people that can help you first of all. Right. So it should just be standard operating practice. Would you yep. say like you open your doors? Okay. You know, eventually you're probably going to lead a, need a line of credit. So the day you open, just like, you get your to- EIN, you get your, you get your doing business as, you do all that. Okay, now let's find somebody that can help us build our business credit.
1: Exactly, because even though you don't need it today, you may not even need it next uh, year. You might need it the next year. You're just building it and getting it stronger. There's some people that sit there and uh, they they focus on building their business credit, and they just they they almost become addicted to it. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. they build up enough credit so that they've got $250,000 of credit that they could use at any time. It's like, I'm like, well, what are you going to do with all that? But more power to you. Just keep doing it, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. So while we were having this conversation, I, it dawned on me that there may be people who don't even know what it means to build business credit, what that would look like for them. And I know, for myself, during this interview, I wanted to make sure that I was clear on what it meant to build business credit and the process where um, through which it happens. And I think some of us might be a little bit confused on that because. There are some definite steps we need to take in order for us to be able to build business credit. So listen carefully as Liz shares the answer to this this very um, important question. Well, the obvious question then that, I mean, I'm, you know, I think it's an obvious question anyway, is what does it mean to build your business credit? Like, let's define that because I think that needs to be cleared up because we're talking about you need to do it immediately. You need to start, you need to find somebody, you know, this to be standard operating practice. So explain to us what it means to build your business credit.
1: Building business credit means that you're using your EIN. You have to be either an LLC or some sort of corporation. It's not really, I mean, you could, you can't really do it as a sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. So you're using your EIN to build credit in the business name so that um, it doesn't affect your personal credit. So like, let's say that you're running your business now and you're using your personal credits. You're, You're running up your credit utilization with your Facebook ads and things like that. Instead of doing that and lowering your score, let your business take care of that let it be in your business name and then a lot of my clients come to me they have bad credit now because they've had a failed business mm-hmm. and they had to give personal guarantees but if they had built their business credit properly in that first business and not given personal guarantees yeah that business would have gone under but it would not have affected their business credit Personally or their now. personal oh, okay. credit at
0: all so then um to, to that be- takes me. That takes me to another question that's not on the paper, <laughs> because we talk about. You know, this has been a. This has been a question that I've had for myself, right? Because when I first started business years and years ago, um, the thought was you 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 start out as a sole proprietor because you're not making any money, and so it doesn't make sense for you to go the LLC route until you start making something, making money that can actually you know, like that could be taken or, you know, problems could be caused. So now what I'm hearing, what I'm, what I've, what I have come to understand is if you're going to be in business and you're really serious about it, getting an LLC or something in along those lines is really just the decision to make. It doesn't really matter if you are, you know, not making hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars starting out, because what you're saying is, that should be like this whole idea of building your business credit should be at the beginning of your business. Yeah, you should be part that, of the foundation.
1: Yes, I, I, it's not as popular as it used to be. I don't know why, but I always encourage my clients to write a business plan. And as they are writing that business plan, they're looking at that financial sheet and knowing what they want to do. I'm like, do you want all of that on your personal credit? And can your personal credit Handle support it. that? most of my clients can't, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not, you know, we're celebrating once they hit 600, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so to me, it's like incorporate, start building your business credit as soon as possible so that you don't have to have those personal guarantees, but at the same time, you should be fixing your personal credit. I, a lot of the things, um, I think that go wrong in this space is that there's people out there that just say are like, no, you don't need to have personal credit at all. It doesn't matter what your personal credit is. Business credit is, I like to say it's a lake. It's like a lake, but business financing is an ocean. Mm. So if you want to just swim in that little lake, okay. Only focus on your business credit. But if you want to swim in the ocean, well, you shouldn't if you want access to a lot of you know I get it I get it yeah then yes you should work on your personal credit along with it so I'm not saying hide behind your business credit you know I'm just saying that like you need to be building it so that
0: you have it well it seems that I mean okay so I'm speaking from personal experience so if you are not if you're not working on your business credit in ie if you don't have your LLC or some formal um, formal element to your business right mm-hmm. and you are trying to do business on your personal credit cards or with your personal bank account or whatever then you run the risk of, of really ruining your personal credit because you're trying to pay for your Facebook ads on your credit card and then you get behind on the credit card bill because you're not making, you didn't get the, the ad didn't go the way it was supposed to go. So you're ruining your personal credit, which makes it dip even more difficult. If what you're saying, like what you're saying is true, you're making it even more difficult for yourself when you do finally decide to start building your business credit because now, like you said, you're having to do all these personal guarantees and things like that because you've sort of messed up from the beginning. Is that exactly. right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. That's, I get a lot of clients that used to have good credit and then they ran a business and then that business failed. And now their credit is in the tank because they used their personal. personal. To, to build. Girl,
0: this is good stuff. <laughs> the, this is, this is a big deal. This, what you're saying mm-hmm. needs to be heard by the masses because nobody is one of those things that nobody's hearing. Like you, you don't hear this just when you go to pay for your DBA at the county clerk's office. You don't get this information. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah, quiet.
0: I I really felt like
1: that because, um, one of my business partners, Darren, he's, he said to me every year you say the same thing that you're going to start helping business credit, business owners with their business credit. And I, I help people here and there and there, but I never really reached out to the masses and sat down and did it. So, um, uh, after that particular lady um after we were unable for ten thousand dollars this would have been Mm. a life-changing event for her and um her family was unwilling to help her and it was just one of those things that it's like if she had done this before she wouldn't be in this position right now and she wouldn't even have bad credit she used to have 700 credit scores so she was Mm. like she was like i can't understand why my bank doesn't and i was like yeah, your bank loved you when you were in the 700s, but yeah. now they they have no love for you. you know? Right. Right. <laughs> and so you there was just nothing, not even cash advances, even the alternative ways of financing like a cash advance, which usually is um the last line of resort for a mm-hmm. lot of companies mm-hmm. because she wasn't making that much money in her business anymore because she had sunk all of it into that mm-hmm. that bad venture there. Mm-hmm she couldn't even get that. So it was just really sad. And then right after her, I met a young guy. He also had a very nice business, was looking for 18,000, but he had structured his business poorly, you know, Uh and and he, um, in Texas, you can use your, um, personal bank account to do your business account. If it's an LLC. And, um, so he was doing that and the banks don't like that. I mean, like none of them wanted to finance somebody. They were like, well, let him come back in three months after he opens a business bank account. So I said to him, why didn't you just open a business bank account? And he was like, oh, they want to charge him like 10 or $15 a month for that business bank account. And I was like, so for that, you didn't want to pay that 10, $15. So you went with a personal bank account and now none of the banks want to finance.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, you know, oh my I mean, like, goodness. For the type of financing he was looking for because of his credit and um
0: his decisions.
1: Yeah. Um
0: that doing- brings me to another question because um this like this whole idea of financing or finding funding for your business, um, you know, finding investors for your business and venture capitalists and all those terms that we hear. Um, when it comes to female entrepreneurs, um, I have, you know, I have these statistics here. I was doing a little research because, you know, I try to know what I'm talking about when I sit down (laughs) with my guests and I did a little research and it says that in June of 2018, SCORE put out statistics saying that women are slightly more likely than men to start a business first. And then 50% of women expect their revenue to increase in 2018. And then 13% of women have been in business for more than 20 years. So why then? Is it the case that um, having we have, as women, we have so much trouble securing funding? And, and, I, and this is important because in the initial part of our conversation, we were talking about you really need to structure your business in a way that you can begin to build business credit. Okay, so now if we've got that said, and then as female entrepreneurs, let's say we do that, we've done that good of a job, and we've got statistics backing us saying that we're, you know, 13% of us are going to still be in business in 20 years. Why are we having so much trouble getting this funding?
1: I think that people are going to the wrong places. Because I mean, like whenever I have a, a female entrepreneur, you know, I, I do a lot of truck financing. So I have a lot of female truck drivers you know. Ah. and um, we have no problem with getting them financing. But I think that sometimes um, entrepreneurs are, are stuck on SBA. They are in love with SBA. They only want SBA, but some of them are not SBA, um, Mm -hmm. you know, or like they're looking at SBA and going, I have more than a 620 credit score. So I think I should be able to get an an SBA loan. But the banks, while that is the minimum for an SBA guarantee, um, they don't understand that the SBA... It's a guarantee. It's not them actually doing the loan. You go to an SBA preferred bank and get it done, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, the SBA basically says they're going to give a 70% guarantee that, the, that on that money. So 70% of that money is guaranteed to go back to the bank if you default. That's why the bank usually wants 30% down. Now mm-hmm. the bank is 100% covered. And that's why they usually want your house and everything else.
0: But the bank is still looking at you going 620. And there's probably competition involved too. So it's other people who want money. And if they're looking at all these different loans and most people's you know, credit score is higher than the 620, then you, your little application gets looked at last.
1: Yeah. You kind of like, they're kind of like, it's not so much as that they're going to
0: run out of money or anything like right, that. It's but just more just, like just they mean, don't want it. <laughs> right. I just, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like in terms of like, okay, so you know, for me, if I'm looking at something, okay, okay, who are the top candidates for this? Like that I can look at today. Mm -hmm. you know i'm just saying like your 620 might be put back for like you know we'll look at it we'll think about it we'll consider it whereas someone who's like in the 700s like oh okay well let's just kind of dig a little bit deeper and make sure that we can get them this service
1: exactly and then also you have to be talking to the right sba bank like there's a few sba banks they kind of like we call them the bad credit sba banks because they look at 620 all day and they're, they're like ready to go with these people you know but if you've reached walked into like a a b of a and you're looking for them to do your sba bank and they're like 620 you know (laughs) you're getting the bums rushed right out (laughs) thank you for coming in however (laughs) exactly you know but you know um they're not supposed to turn you down because of the 620 but they'll find a way they don't want to be bothered with that that's crazy
0: so how then is um, finding capital different for minority women in business? And i have to say that, so I have a girlfriend who is, and, and I think uh, there's another person that from the group that did a podcast with me from the Black Women Promote, and she does financing. And not financing, but like uh, money, like investing in money and stuff like that. So I have a girlfriend who is, um, she has a, a magazine called Economist. W-E-K, Economist. and um and uh she is really big on um if you are a person of color who wants to do investing or banking overseas and i think that between the three of you guys when it comes to like you doing loans and business credit and her doing like whether you want to do business or just invest overseas and then the other lady just talking about traditional banking and things like that that's going to make for a great conversation i cannot wait i'm gonna have you guys all three on at some point but for now, I was having a conversation with her because I have another girlfriend who has an app that she is um, creating it. And it's from scratch. It's not that like point and click type app. It's like she's coding it and everything. So she's had to get investors. And so she is an African-American female in the tech industry, trying to do a unique app with these investors and venture capitalists, things of that nature. And she's running the roadblocks, and um, she's like, she's gone out and she's, she does her investment pitching and she does all these different things, right? And so mm-hmm. her her thought was, it's difficult, you know, for an African-American in the tech industry, especially a female in the tech industry, it's difficult to get funding. Well, then I'm talking to my girlfriend who is doing this international banking and investing and in stuff overseas with economists and what she's trying to do. And her comment to that was, like you, well, it really depends on where you are. Mm-hmm. Because she says, you can go to Atlanta. She was like, they're giving money away like crazy in Atlanta. And there are a lot of black tech mm-hmm. business people in the Atlanta area. So what do you say to that? Like when it comes to being a minority female in business, what is the deal with that and financing and business credit and all of that? Like, how does that play into the traditional? I think
1: that sometimes, um, to me, I, I, I look at it as just that, Every, whether you're a black or female or whatever, you, sometimes you're barking up the wrong tree. You're going after mm. financing at the wrong place, you know? And so you need to know your le- the lender, you know, you have to go for a lender that has a taste for you. Just like I, there's like a couple of SBA banks that all of my good credit clients go to. I have SBA banks that my bad credit clients go to. I have banks that, um, you know, want real estate and then they don't care what's going on you know and with something like that I don't do venture or equity financing I always do just debt financing so mm-hmm. looking at um uh what you bring to the table is your business making money um in fact what 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 I was going to offer your clients was a 20-minute um conversation on how where they are in business and what they should be doing and stuff and that's something like what I would co- I would go over in that that um mm-hmm. uh, in, in, when I'm talking with them in that conversation, is just like, where, where are you right now? What are you doing? Um, what is the end goal? Mm-hmm. So, and then I'll say, okay, you want this, but you're talking SBA, but you're not an SBA type now different ways that you can reach what you want instead of like I've had some people that have said yeah I've been to like nine different SBA banks and they keep declining me yes because you're not SBA quality Mm -hmm. Mm now it's time to do something different to get you what you need and these are the steps you need to take and this is where you are right now
0: okay now before I let Liz go On this interview, there was a question that I felt we really needed answered. Now that we knew what business credit was, we knew sort of that we needed to start it off um, at the beginning of our business, that we were prepared for those times when we may need it throughout our business. But then I wanted to know from her a very important question as well um, with respect to what documentation do we need? Like, what do we need to be doing to get our ducks in a row so that we can begin to start building our business credit. And here's what um, her answer was. So listen carefully and make sure you have your paper and pen out because she's giving really good information here, guys. But also she'll be giving us even more information inside of our Facebook group, the BTB Boss Talk. Um, tonight, she will be talking about business credit and more. So make sure you are join us over in the BTB Boss Talk on Facebook. This was a question I sort of laid it out there for some people. I was like, okay, so what can I ask Liz on the show? What do you want to know? What do you want to know? And one of the questions was what financial documents are needed for specific funding sources? So like if you're going to SB, SBA bank, or if you're um, doing like how, what all do we need to have? First of all, A, I think the first thing you're going to say is we should probably go ahead and do some sort of formalized for our business right so we need to start building the
1: business the business credit Mm -hmm. well no first i would say the first thing you need to do is have a business plan in mind Mm -hmm. and i don't know when i was first starting everybody was doing business plans but now it's like when i'm talking to some of these younger people you know they're like no i didn't build a business plan or i jotted something down in a notebook you know and i'm like no if you really sit there and um uh I was part of a group called Accelerator. It's part of EO, which is an entrepreneur's organization. And they taught us that your business plan is a living document that should be, um, you should look at it, if you're not looking at it monthly, at least quarterly. And it should have all your goals written into it, right? So if you're not hitting those goals, at least you know, you could try and pinpoint why. Did you overestimate, like, When I used to get a lot of business plans in, some of those financial estimates estimates of what their business could do, I was like, damn, you'll be a millionaire (laughs) within six months of opening your door. (laughs) It has to be realistic, you know? So when you're sitting there and you write it out, you also get a lot of clarity when you have it written out and you can revisit it. I mean, like even write out, if you're going to be having to hire somebody, you write out everything that they're going to have to do and see if that is something that um, the next month, were they able to complete all of those things? Did they have extra time on your hands so that you could do more? You know, that way you could budget in more, more or less for your um, mm-hmm. your payroll. Mm-hmm. And so your business plan to me is um, really important. I know it's not a popular thing anymore and people don't like to write them anymore. But I think that if if you are starting a business, you really should have a business plan. And then once you have that business plan, your financial um, uh, projections in place, then you start incorporating, build your business credit and things like that. And and then once you've now gotten your plan all put together, you can start thinking about what you need to, how you want to finance it, right? Do you have a lot of equipment that needs to be done? Do you have to purchase some real estate? You know, is that part of your... Your whole thing, or you're going to lease it, or or what? Are, what are you going to do? And so, like, the base thing that most lenders want these days is an application and three months bank statements. Which, um, as a startup, it could be three months of your personal bank statements, or it could be three months of your business statements if you have it. And then sometimes, like with my really poor credit people, I'm like, let's show them that you got other income streams coming in, so just show me everything, bring me everything, you know, (laughs) because we're going to have to overcome this mountain of bad credit, right, Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, because money overcomes credit, (laughs) having some um, liquid cash available and stuff, so then they'll go ahead and they might ask for a security deposit or whatever, but at least you have an idea of where you need to go because like the documentation for SBA is there's a lot of documentation needed. You need to have several years tax returns. You got to oh, have wow. your, yeah. um, they prefer real estate back to people. But of course, when I'm doing SBA loans, I'm looking at, uh, uh our minimums, $300,000. So, you know, some of the smaller ones, I'm not 100% sure what they need for these mm-hmm. smaller mm-hmm. ones you know, but in, at my level, they're, they want tax returns. They want a
0: business plan, you know. That makes sense though, when they want a business plan, because they need, you need to show, even for the smallest amount of money, you should be able to show sort of that you thought this business out and yes. that you have a plan to be successful, not yes. that you just opened a shingle and you're like, Hey guys, come buy my stuff, like praying exactly. that they show up.
1: Exactly. And that's what I find is a big problem is that a lot of these younger people don't, they don't look at it that way. And, um, they are, they're starting their business off without the the main structure, you know, cause sometimes when you're writing that thing out and you're, you're writing out your projections, sometimes even to yourself, you go, oh, that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. I'm okay to do that, you know? And you don't want to, you don't want your business plan to get to your, um, to your funding source and be just ridiculous.
0: <laughs> All right. So thank you so much, Liz, for being on PB and Style. I really appreciate it. You have proven to us that it's very important for us to understand what it is we really want for our business and that we need to think about that long before it's time for us to go looking for the money to do it. And I really feel like you have really enforced the, the fact that you, know, you need to really understand who you are and how you are going to operate because if you have to start that thought process in terms of when do I need the funding, like we talked about at the top of the show and you know that I need to come and talk to someone like you at least six months prior to me trying to roll out that thing, Mm -hmm. then I need to kind of get my mind wrapped around how I'm going to roll that out and like what I need to get together before I come to you. And that's just
1: on business credit, like on regular, like other types of financing, mm -hmm. there are other types of financing out there. So you don't need to have that big buildup, but if you if you are like somebody with credit problems mm-hmm. or you're
0: a startup it's best to start as soon as possible, right right, and I believe that that's exactly why what I said <laughs> you need to start call call is at least six months prior to what you're trying to do because you know your credit is not the best so especially when you're just starting out right because I mean I just I go back to what you said earlier, even if you're just starting out and you have fantastic credit right, still go ahead and formalize your business so that you can begin building your business credit so by the time you get to the point where you need the credit whether it's on your personal or your business both of them are stellar and you don't have an issue so i think that is that's the underlying lesson whether you whether you're i don't care what it is just get your life together Exactly.
1: And what I tell people is like, you also are increasing the value of your business. Mm -hmm. If I was to sit there and buy a business from, if there's two businesses and one of them has built like 50 to a hundred thousand dollars in unsecured credit that goes with the business, that's not the business owners, it's the business. Mm -hmm. And I could either buy that business or I could buy a business that has no business credit that I'll be financing and I'll have to find financing and stuff. I'm buying the one that Odie has its finances.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's something that we didn't even talk about, but it's absolutely part of the equation that we have to consider when we are thinking about financing anything for our business or building our business credit. Thank you so much for being on the show, Liz. I really, really appreciate it. We have learned tons and tons about business credit, building it, protecting it, protecting our personal credit, documentation we need to have all the above. So um, I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast. I know I have. If you have not subscribed to PB and Style, now is the time to do it, guys. It's a great podcast where I have guests on that are educating us on how not only we can create great businesses, but how we can do it being authentic in ourselves and do it with success. So make sure you give this podcast a review. All the information about Miss Liz will be down below in the show notes make sure you share it with somebody because we're all growing, right? And so at some point we're going to need business credit. Why not call Liz so she can help you with it. Thank you guys for joining and we will see you guys next week. Thank you.
1: Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at afpatrickconsult. Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at A.F. Patrick, and Instagram at A.F. Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.